Welcome, friends, to the Pure Encouragement Podcast. My name is Gary Steffes, your host. I am so excited that you're joining today. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you as we celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who lived a perfect and a sinless life and eventually died on a cross and took the wrath of God upon himself, literally bearing our sin in our place. And he died and he rose again from the grave, conquering Satan, sin, death, and the wrath of God so that anyone who would confess him as Lord of their life and believe in their heart that he was raised from the dead, they would be saved. They'd be forgiven of their sin and washed completely clean. They'd be made new. They'd be given a new heart and a new mind and and have an intimate relationship with him forever in what we call eternal life. We are so thankful to the Lord for coming. God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. What an exciting time with Christmas. And then Happy New Year to all of you as we look forward to 2022. Some of us are spending some time reflecting on 2021 and some of the things that we wish we would have done different or done better. Better. Uh, some of us are focusing on 2022 uh, with some goals and some dreams and some ambitions for this upcoming year. Uh, I bless all of you and wherever you're at, whatever you're investing your time into. For me, I spend a ton of time thinking about one word for the upcoming year. I try to attach it to a Bible verse and make it a real prayer point for me based on what God is doing in my life. So a couple years ago, I had the word resolve. It was tied to the verse Daniel 1.8, and it said this. It said, Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the king's food. And so in that day when Daniel was taken into exile uh, and he was in this new world in this foreign land and they were trying to change his identity and they were trying to get him to conform to the ways that the Babylonians lived, Daniel made a strong stance. He resolved not to conform himself to the ways of Babylon, but to stand and live for the Lord. And so I prayed for the first three weeks of the year intentionally and then for the remainder of the year, really praying and in seeking the Lord, that he would empower me to be a man of resolve that chooses not to conform himself to the ways of this world, but is transformed by the renewing of my mind that I may uh, discern the perfect true will of God and live for him. And so that was my prayer that year. And in another year, it was the word abide, that I would abide in the Lord in an intimate place with him all year. Another year, it was trust, that I would keep my eyes fixated on the Lord, that he would fill me with his perfect peace because I trusted in him. My word for this year, I am so excited about, and it is something that is radically impacting my life and changing my life, honestly, and it's the word grace. I can't wait to share with you what God has been ministering to me in hopes that this will encourage you as you look forward to 2022 and you pray about what your one word might be or what your New Year's resolution might be. I pray that this in some way, shape, or form will just give you some perspective, uh, some encouragement, and a blessing as you head into your year that God is a God of grace and His grace is sufficient. His grace is mighty and powerful and it's the answer to every one of our needs. I can't wait to share with you what God has been ministering to me. And so let's dive in. For the past four years, I've been involved in a men's ministry called Influencers, and we do this discipleship program called The Journey. And in The Journey, one of the concepts that we really dive into right off the get-go is this concept of the bedrock of grace. And what we discuss and what we study and dig into with God's Word is that it's the foundational bedrock to everything that our our relationship with God stands on. And, And to be honest, for years, I've thought about it and I've chewed on it. And this year in particular, I've really kind of dug into it a little bit more and uh, and wrestled the idea of, is that really the foundation that God's grace would be the bedrock? And why wouldn't it be truth? 
or why wouldn't it be faith or uh, why, why wouldn't it be God's word or something, something of that nature? Uh, but as I've dug into it more and more and more, the more utterly convinced I am that the bedrock to our relationship with God is his grace completely and utterly. I, I've been blown away by this, and I pray that this encourages you today. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, that by grace we have been saved through faith, and it is not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. So we are saved by the grace of God, and I think all of us can wrap our heads around that, that believe in Jesus, that he saved our life, and it wasn't by anything that we did, it was his undeserved, unmerited favor that he gave to us in saving our life and forgiving us of our sin. So we're saved by grace. Well, in Romans chapter 5, verse 2, it says that we stand in the grace of God. It says that we have entered into this grace in which we stand. And so currently in my present situation with the Lord, I stand in the grace of God. And that's a that's an amazing thing to think about that I stand in the grace of God. It says in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This one particularly hits me because for years, as I would think about that moment that I was going to die and, and go and spend eternity with Jesus, I was always a little bit nervous. For, for, like I, I, I knew I would spend eternity with Jesus, but I, I didn't have any questions about that. But I was always a little bit nervous about that moment that I encountered Jesus Christ face to face for the first time. Is he really going to be excited to see me in that moment? What's what's his response going to be when he sees me? And I've always kind of had this twinge and this of fear and this nerve of what that moment would be like. And as I dug into this this year, oh, this verse has so much impacted my heart. Because what's going to happen is that we're going to encounter grace. Set your hope fully on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We are going to experience grace, the very presence of grace in the purest of forms. The thing that I'm going to experience when I see Jesus face to face the moment I die is grace. I'm going to enter into grace. I can't wait. I'm so excited at the thought of that. And so we are saved by grace. We stand in grace. We have grace to look forward to at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, it says this. It says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Think about that. For every need that we have, he says, come to the throne of grace so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. His answer to every one of our needs is grace. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says that my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. It's his answer to, to our weaknesses. He's going to give us grace when we're weak. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Paul's talking about himself as an apostle, looking at his past and thinking about how he persecuted the church of God. But he says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And so think about, by God's grace, our story is our story, and he's using that. There are times when I can think about my story, and I can, I can regret it, and I can regret the things that I did, and regret the story that I have, wishing that I had somebody else's. And honestly, I hurt when I think about some of the things that I did, uh, because I lived a life far from the Lord. 
But by God's grace, I am what I am. And my story is my story. And God is using that now in a crazy, exciting way because it's, it's, it's my tool now to be able to share with the world what God has done. And so by God's grace, I am what I am. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 9, verse 8, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. God, God's able to make grace abound to us that we may abound, that we may live in victory and have everything that we need for every good work. God's grace is the answer to so much. We are saved by grace. We stand in grace. We have grace to look forward to. Grace is the answer to every one of our needs. Come to the throne of grace so that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. Grace is the answer to our sufficiency. Grace is sufficient for us in our weakness. His grace is the answer to our identity. By God's grace, I am what I am. And his grace is the answer to our abounding. God is able to make all grace abound to us so that we may have everything that we need to accomplish every good work. It's fascinating. God's grace is so rich and so extensive. And then get this, Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. Uh, Moses is with the Lord on the mountain and God passes by Moses and he declares his name. And of all the things that he could declare about his name, about who he is, he could say that he's eternal, that he's immeasurable, that he's all-knowing, all-powerful, that he's invincible, he's he's the sustainer of all things, the creator of all things, that he's, he's God. He can literally say anything. And of all the things that he says, he says, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. It's amazing. God's, the first thing that God defines about himself is that he is merciful and gracious. And so what do you think about when you think about God? Is that the first thing that comes to your mind is, is God's gracious, that he is merciful and he is gracious? If you have a need, God's grace is the answer to that need. If you need strength because you're feeling weak, God's grace is sufficient for you. If you need help in abounding, in, in living victoriously, and just accomplishing the good works that God has given you to walk in, and you need God's grace, it's there, it's present. If you need salvation and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God's grace is there. If you've been a Christian, we stand in grace. We have grace to look forward to at the coming of Jesus Christ. And so today, as you turn into this new year, I don't know what your concept of God is, but he is gracious and he loves you. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross and to rise from the grave, to conquer Satan, sin, death, and the wrath of God, that anyone who would confess him as Lord of their life and believe in their heart, they would be saved. And they be saved by his grace, not by our works, by our performance, or by anything that we'd done to earn that measure of righteousness. He took your place on that cross. He took my place on that cross so that if we would put our trust in him, his righteousness would become our righteousness, and it would be his grace that accomplished it all. He's inviting each of us into an intimate, abiding relationship with him. If you have been walking with the Lord, maybe this year it's going to be an intimate relationship with Jesus that you're going to pursue and you're going to relate to the Lord through his grace to you, the grace that you stand in, the grace that you have to look forward to, the grace that's the answer to every need and to all sufficiency, to every a bit of abounding and every bit of your story. God's grace is so extensive, and I pray that you will relate to the Lord this year through the lens of him as a gracious God. He is gracious, and he loves us with an unconditional love, not a conditional love, 
in unconditional love. And so friends, be blessed. I pray blessings on your upcoming year in 2022. May God, the gracious God, grant you his grace and bless you exceedingly and abundantly with an incredible year, one of the best years you've ever had. I bless you all. Thanks for tuning in to the Pure Encouragement Podcast. If this has encouraged you today, please consider subscribing and share it with a friend. Keep speaking life to those in your life. You have no idea the impact you can make when you choose to speak life to someone's soul. God bless. Are you an athlete that wants to grow in mental performance and honor God at the same time? Come join my six-week Mental Side course where we discuss excerpts from my book, The Mental Side, and we're going to dive into what does it mean to be a confident, consistent competitor. We're going to deal with things like identity. Where do you find your significance? Purpose. What is true success? We're going to talk about having a fortified mind and taking thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ, not being overcome by negative thinking, but having a positive Christ-honoring thought life? How do you win in that area? How do you win in your emotions and not let them control you? How do you live out your faith in the locker room? How do you persevere through adversity when unexpected trials hit and believe in yourself when others don't? Or how about dealing with the fear of failure, the fear of what other people think, the fear of what coach thinks and what scouts think? How do we win mentally in our sport and at the same time honor God? We're going to be discussing these things and much more. I hope you'll join us. We'll see you in January. Starting January 10th, it's $40. You can find it on my website, www.garystephas.com.